Hi, good afternoon. Uh, this is your favorite podcast, Cambrian Explosion, with your hosts, uh, Yawar and Nabil. Hello, hello. And this time around, we're taking a lighter course of action and we're talking about movies. Yeah, we thought we'd uh, give you all a break and uh, talk about some fun stuff for a change. <laughs> so, of course, we're going to uh, talk about um, some pop culture stuff and uh, some recent movies that we've seen and, uh, you know, what we think. Uh, I think, I think uh, you know, the... the the really cool thing about movies is uh, they often provide a vision into what's going to happen in the future, mm-hmm. um, how we imagine or believe uh, uh, the world to be. Mm-hmm. Some of it is 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 reality and an extension of reality. Some some of it is. Uh, fanciful but it's also an extension of our psyche and the things we want to see or believe uh, the stories we want to believe happen in the world um and you know recently we had we we've had some fantastic sci-fi movies made uh, i'm i'm going to actually zero in on the 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 marvel stuff that's happened um the past 20 years saw uh, about 12, 13 movies made in the Infinity Arc. Uh, More than 20. More than 20. Oh, I, I oh, lost yeah. count. MCU, yeah. Yeah, the sure. MCU. And and um, that was, I, I thought that was uh, an excellent execution of, 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 of filmmaking, storytelling, uh, and of, of imagining what technology uh, and what the future might look like uh, for us, what were your thoughts on the Infinity Infinity Arc? Well, obviously, it was a huge journey. Um, you know, a lot of lot of build up, lot of payoff. Very interesting, lots of twists and turns. Uh, for me, I, I I enjoyed seeing those characters coming to screen in in that way, and I enjoyed the fact that they consistently kept a high quality of storytelling. They made good movies. Made a lot of money, obviously, but they 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 made crowd pleasing movies. They they you know got criticism. They got criticized by people like Francis Ford Coppola, some big names, you know, art you know, artistic people. They said who said that it's it's not it's not filmmaking. It's not an art anymore. It's a circus. And uh, well, you know, uh, to me, my opinion is that uh, movies are about enjoyment. It's about escapism. It's not always about uh, reflecting reality. Uh, it's about, I think, reflecting a different reality, maybe a deeper, or, a, or like you said, um, uh, uh, a subconscious reality, a zeitgeist, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Of, I think I think that word zeitgeist is 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 is, is a fantastic yeah. word yeah. to to describe this. Uh, in effect, you know, there's there's always the artistic interpretation of of how something should be done, and you need to do something innovative, etc. Mm. But but on top of that, there is the element of just you know telling a story well without thinking about the artistic aspects of it, as well as and you know a story is told well when it can commercially do well. 
we know in movies that there are movies that are made with a lot of budget but the story isn't told well it's not understood and the movie flops so part of the infinity infinity series the whole arc uh, the whole mcu is pretty much all the movies made really good money and that speaks in my opinion volume to them being able to sp speak the language speak the psyche of what the general population is feeling and and how they are where they are uh, in their present state yeah i mentioned crowd pleasing movies before crowd pleaser um it's about like did did some of those movies make people in the audience cheer and shout and laugh and cry and yes they did i mean the 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 scene in end game where spoiler alert uh you see the hammer hmm. you know lifting into the air and then it flies and you see the who is catching it captain america just caught the hammer and people went wild because those movies uh the audience went wild they they had done their homework and they had set up the you know those kinds of uh scenes and when that payoff happened like it was a crowd pleaser you know like, i don't remember that kind of crowd pleasing moment in cinema history in all the time that i've been going to movies you know that was that was a stand up for me and it's and it's worth comparing what marvel has been able to achieve in terms of the mcu over a period of years almost a decade plus uh and when you compare it with uh, the failure of uh, of uh, dc to do so so I, i i do want to i mean they you know some of the movies aren't the greatest movies in the world in the mcu you know um in fact i'll say there are some dc movies which overall as a standalone movie sometimes is better than the marvel movie as a standalone movie but when you look at the whole universe and the context in which the marvel movies live in there is over time they have built so much ip and so much storytelling and narratives and if you're involved in it there is so much more weight yet the movie itself is kept light light hearted you know um yeah like i mentioned before they 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 take the time and effort to they they go to the trouble of setting up certain storylines or characterizations and then they reap the rewards of that by ha- having the payoff which delights the audience you know like i mentioned earlier um and they kept this tradition going with uh, the spider-man the the last spider-man movie right no way home uh what they did they didn't just set get the payoff from the MCU itself they got the payoff from the setups that had been done by previous incarnations of Spider-Man movies and the way that they achieved that it's a master stroke of storytelling marketing campaigning um making business deals in back rooms with uh Sony and Marvel and Disney and getting them all to agree on these deals and then finding the artistic um vision uh, it's, it's like forging together a new element out of all of these different parts 
I'm going to judge you on this question. The answer on this one really matters. Okay. okay. Um, which Spider-Man was your favorite? Which Spider-Man was my favorite? Uh, you got to you see mean, all of them together. I'm and I'm including. Yeah. I'm including the 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 piggy Spider-Man in there. You know. Ah, oh, yeah. You know what? All what? of them together, right? Okay, so. Obviously, there was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, yes. 2001, 2002. Um, uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, and of course, um, uh, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Uh, finally, of course, there's uh, Miles Morales' uh, Spider-Man, right? In, um, into the Spider-Verse and the upcoming Across the Spider-Verse. So to me... I feel like, and and this is actually interesting because probably Tom Holland Spider Man because I felt like they were trying to achieve something a little bit different from yeah. the usual Spider Man uh, template and formula. Yeah. The usual template of Spider Man is that he's this kid who gets powers and he wants to do the right thing, but he has a really difficult life. He's a he's a pretty downtrodden and like almost in a way he's mm, he gives up a lot he sacrifices a lot uh of his life to be able to do this kind of to to, to bear the burden that he feels of his responsibility yeah. uh, because he feels the weight of the power that he's been given every day yeah, and, yeah. It, it it sticks really well yeah. to that to that adage uh, that is in there with great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. That must also really, come. My 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 mind sometimes is like a goldfish mm. mind. I can I can never remember these things. In yeah, yeah, order. exactly. Um, no, but my point is that uh, with Tom Holland Spider Man, the MCU Spider Man, they went in a slightly different direction. They said that what if spider-man peter parker was like what if he was discovered by tony stark and became his like protege and yeah. went under his wing yeah kind of there be the next tony stark they're, they're evolving the story right uh, or they tried to yeah they, they tried, tried to yeah um so while that was happening i was like you know what this has a lot of potential because spider-man as a character and as a power in the mcu in Marvel comics, he's often overlooked, but he is he has a lot of potential because not only does he have the brains and smarts of um, Tony Stark, but he has the battle prowess of Captain America. So he's like the merging of both of the worlds, the the, the brains and the and the brawn. I, I also feel that from a, from a storytelling perspective, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a genius move because you know. A lot of the other characters are older in age as compared to Tom Holland, who's coming mm -hmm. in, which who's a high schooler and part of his part, character. Yeah. Yeah. Part, part of part of the marketing piece of it is you want to be able to appeal to different age groups and audiences and, you know, a child wanting to look like one of the grown up heroes is one thing, but mm -hmm. being able to relate to, to a kid who's high school. So it brings in a whole new dimension yeah. to the storytelling, which the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man maybe didn't have, or or you know he he just didn't didn't look 
that high schooly as yeah. compared to how high schooly uh, Tom Holland looks. Having said that, uh, I grew up with the to- Tobey Maguire one. Same, same. So for me, it was it was just mm. oh, Tobey's back. <laughs> mm, exactly, exactly. Yeah, for me too. It was like something out of like beyond my wildest imagination. I mean, you hear whispers of it, that kind of stuff that might happen, but you never think that they'll be able to pull it off. And when they did pull it off, it was like, oh my God, they pulled it off. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, so Tom Holland, Spider-Man, uh, he was being um, mentored by Tony. Hmm. And after Endgame, that whole thing became so much more poignant but also the obviously he no longer had this shelter of uh, this mentor figure to look out for him and he was on his own he became um basically uh he suddenly had to find his own footing and he made mistakes the movies showed the mistakes and he tried to do the right thing but ultimately at the end, what the what that trilogy did was it sent him back into square one with the same old standard formula of Spider-Man is this poor kid who has a great power and he feels a great burden of responsibility. And he scrapes together enough money and he just goes by living uh, in the, like, you know, in, in, in very like, um, as a very, very meager, very modest life while he pours all of his, the rest of his, um, as much of his income as possible into being Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's also a great bookender to, to the, and, and a nod mm. to the infinity arc. Mm. Uh, by in a way that it says goodbye to mm. the to the whole Iron Man because I I, I feel mm. part of the whole story around Infinity Arc was mm. so Iron Man driven. Absolutely, absolutely. And it and it's a great nod as a, as a goodbye to that and part passing on the torch to the new mm. arc that started. Um, and so, but I feel like. Isn't Spider-Man supposed to be part of the new arc, the new generation of Avengers? He became an Avenger. He's a young hero. He's going to grow up. But in the meanwhile, there are other young heroes as well, but he should be one of them. And, and now that he's out in the cold, nobody knows who he is. He doesn't have any money, any access to Stark Tech. He is basically at square one, and he's at the bottom again. And... How is he going to be back into the center of the action of the next saga? That's what I'm wondering. And like, that, that, that's, I that's think, my question. That, that's a great question. That's not for me to answer. That's for you to watch the movies to <laughs> see, right? True. That, that, this, that, is true. That, this is true. That's, that's what makes it, I think, such a great mm. bookender to the Infinity mm. series because mm. it just sets up the, the, next, mm. the next arc with such great questions around storytelling. Yeah, it's a big question, right? It's a big question, Mark. You, you, you want to see the movie to actually see like, okay, now how do, how do they solve some mm. of these issues? How do they 
and yeah and, and i think like my th- i'm thinking like did they make a mistake is this some kind of a huge plot hole that they'll be forced to retcon or some th- somehow change the ex- explanation like the mcu the saga or the different movies they have not been without their plot holes right oh yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. there were mistakes made um or uh, explanations that were never given keep in mind that you know uh, the tom holland spider-man has met with doctor strange doctor strange is associated with the avengers so there is mm. there, there is an element of connections but but actually throwing him in the dark like this allows for a whole set of movies to be mm. made where they can show the personal growth of tom holland and when he comes back into the whole setup you believe in a tom holland that has grown and does belong mm. in the in the actual avengers universe because mm. you've seen him do things on his own you trust mm. him he's earned his stripes by being um he's he's been through trial by fire trial by fire by not having any which, which by the way brings us to to one of the one of the topics that we that, that one of the reasons we picked this topic is yeah. is that there are actually even in filmmaking there's there's a technology of storytelling mm-hmm. there's a framework and structure to how storytelling is done and mm-hmm. and and one of the famous storytelling structures which you shouldn't use this as a writing prompt i mean you sh- but but it's a great way to analyze stories is uh, the hero's journey um and being able to see the different stages that each hero goes through in mm-hmm. in in um being able to develop as as a character so tom holland spider-man needs to meet a, has a call to action needs to meet a mentor meets um meets uh, tony stark tony stark then he is supposed to fail at something in mm-hmm. the hero's journey and go into a into a a dark area where he, he mm-hmm. needs to rediscover himself mm-hmm. and then find his way back and then he will face the same problem but in a new light and he will mm. have a new answer to that and be able to overcome his problems mm. and grow as a character so that's the hero's journey for tom holland over here yeah in the first spider-man movie that you what you just described is like word for word i can associate that uh in entire description with the parts of the movie right uh spider-man homecoming yeah um the call to action the initiation into the new world uh the failure and the you know the attempt of redemption and then finally overcoming the problem and reaching his goal yeah you can you can you can definitely correlate each of those sections into the movie and see exactly it's it's very formulaic in a way marvel mcu they've been working off of this formula ever since the pixar days yeah of yeah. toy story yeah um and it's you can you can't blame them it's worked for them well that's the thing it, it's a, it's if done well and 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 i think um, segueing into the next couple of movies that we've seen mm. like for example uh, ant-man and the wasp right right so ant-man and the wasp quantumania is the next big movie and it's the first big movie of phase 5 i believe right and that's yeah. a setup which uh, is supposed to 
initiate us into this new multiverse yeah. uh, saga. Yeah, and and we saw that movie about a month ago when it uh, when it came out. Right. Uh, and we we had this discussion right after after we saw the movie where we where we were talking about the hero's journey two months ago now we, two months. it's time stamp march, march. <laughs> two wow. months ago yes uh, uh, and and we we had figured out that you know every one of the characters had their own version of the hero's journey for themselves some mm. more pointed than than others mm -hmm. but when you start seeing the hero's journey across each character you see that the art in there is being able to subtly hide it by interlayering the different characters and their individual heroes' journeys. But but you know the key characters in there will all have their 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 journey covered in some way or, or the other and pointed out. Yeah, I think you were pointing this out earlier, which is that. <clears throat> there are multiple variations of the hero's journey, which were used in this story, in this movie, yeah. for the different characters. And at first glance, it might not look like this character is undergoing a hero's journey. But if you look deeper at the character and what they're going through, then you can kind of correlate them to the hero's journey uh, formula, yeah. which is interesting. Like it's almost as if the writers <clears throat> thought through each of these characters and said, "How can we make this character have a, have a hero's journey in this formula?" Yeah. But at the same time, how can we change it up so that it's not totally obvious? Well, I don't know how how. Hollywood writers are writing this right now, but I have seen writing rooms mm -hmm. where they'll have a big billboard mm -hmm. where the hero's journey is already mapped out, right. the different phases of it. Right. And on the on the row side, they'll start putting different characters mm -hmm. and they'll put the different scenes mm -hmm. where each step of the hero's journey is done. And the idea of doing that <clears throat> exercise is that you want every character to have its his complete version of of the hero's journey at least some time to be given if even if it is a one line to indicate what it is right um just so that 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 it, it has a completeness and, and when i say it has a completeness we were talking about tom holland and the spider-man and how he resonates to a particular audience group Every character is at the end of the day going to resonate with particular audience groups. They will see themselves in there. And if you're able to carry enough characters through the hero's journey, you can have a complex story, yet it is for that particular individual person watching, it is simple because they relate to that character and they follow the story from that character's perspective. It's satisfying in a very deep way because I feel like this hero's journey formula yeah. is there for a reason. It's been derived for a reason and it satisfies something universal and human yeah. in the human psyche that you want to see the process or the stages of this journey. It offers 
something that like we innately identify with and we root for these characters let, let me add one more framework or one more tool or technology in there typically hero's journey is used to analyze but when writing they use another framework called save the cat save the cat is a mm. book uh, by a very famous author on script writing which analyzes just like the hero's journey analyzes myths historical mm. myths to come up with a generic story form which almost all myths fall into right the save the cat analyzes movies to do that mm. and it is it ends up with very similar steps like the 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 intensity flow or um, what happens where is pretty similar to 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 um, the hero's journey but the hero's journey ends up being focused on the character mm. whereas save the cat ends up being focused on the plot mm. how are you traveling through the different plot points mm. is done through the save the cat and hero's journey is done to figure out the characters right. now when you're writing you probably want to focus on the plot points but when you're analyzing if you've covered everything for that particular character you probably <coughs> want to use the hero's journey and remap the the scenes in, from mm. from save the cat into from the plot point perspective into mm. into this this kind of the structure interesting i didn't realize that there was multiple dimensions to this i wanted to ask you one thing um have you seen the she hulk tv show no i have not seen the okay. she hulk but have you heard about it uh no i have not i i okay. I, I, i i i follow less the comics mm. and the tv shows uh-huh. uh than i do the yeah. movies yeah yeah uh i know we also were talking about uh the loki tv show and how that that was super critical in right. in 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 uh, the the telling of the new new um multiverse related stories you know yeah loki was instrumental in setting up the new multiverse um uh saga i would say the new saga is all about it starts with you know it starts with a very small loki story i mean small in a way in a sense but then it connects to many other stories but the reason i brought up she hulk is mm-hmm. because there was a lot of dissatisfaction with the way that that tv show unfolded um characters story advancement um you know character development mm. all of these things were criticized not just by you know uh you would you would think that oh you know um certain kinds of um insecure men are are criticizing uh, a fo- a show that's uh, sh- about uh, a woman but it didn't feel like that to me i mean it felt like there was criticism from many many people um just because of the way that the she hulk the, the show developed and kind of uh, skipped through um many different um problems and just kind of like waved them away and resolved everything magically yeah um i felt now that i think about it i see that the dissatisfaction i'm realizing that it's to do with they didn't follow the hero's journey formula like 
they, they in the trailers it seemed like they might roughly follow the formula but in the show as it turned out they did not and i feel like that's probably like people were saying that this is not what we've come to expect from marvel and they couldn't articulate it but it was basically i think in retrospect about the hero's journey it it, it often is i think i think it's not that that i can tell this to you in a different way in songwriting they we like the format verse pre-chorus chorus verse pre-chorus chorus bridge pre-chorus chorus song ends right and sometimes we'll shorten that format with having no pre-choruses in there but you will see that 70 to 80 percent of songs follow that format right and and there's a reason it follows that format it's because it, it's a it's a self self um self-fulfilling kind of thing that we ex expect it so we like it so when we like it we expect it yeah you know give the audience what they want give the audience what they want having said that there are some fantastic songs that have been made which don't follow that format mm, yeah so is it doable absolutely doable yeah is it easy to do no in fact most of the people who end up writing songs which don't follow that format pink floyd is an example of that right. have spent years learning that the original format crafted tons of good songs using that original format mm. and then learned to break out of that mold because the story allows them to do it and right. the song allows them to do it now that's the difference between having a, a really good artist who right. knows what they're doing and have mastery over it right versus somebody and this is what you you often get tv show writers are not film writers yeah. because they're tv show writers right they're great at writing tv shows but tv shows you don't expect to go in there and have that same experience of like oh in one hour except if you're watching an hbo series like game of thrones which which did do right. that you know uh, the the writers it's an interesting you mentioned the writers I, I believe some of these writers were the ones from actually rick and morty oh yeah. well rick and morty is is even more interesting in that sense right yeah uh it is comedy is yeah. so much more a different ball game where you where you're writing comedy first rather than story first oh Rick and Morty is all about comedy. First. Right. I've never actually seen it. You've never seen Rick and Morty? No, I never have. We should maybe start a podcast where we just sit and watch mm. Rick and Morty and get your reactions. Huh? Maybe. <laughs> Mute everything else yeah. and just put your face over there. I actually you know? rarely watch the kinds of those kinds of shows. Yeah. I maybe when I was younger, but nowadays I have really had actually. Well, I watched Rick and Morty when it originally came out. Oh. Uh and and I've I've watched it throughout. It's it's a hilarious show. Sure, uh, I've heard great things. But have you have you seen um, South Park or? Yeah, and look, I've seen lots and lots of tons and tons of shows. I've seen you know Simpsons, Family Guy, South yeah. Park. Yeah, I've seen all. Yeah, I watched these shows for a long time. So so therefore, but after a certain amount of time, the the shows become very like. Uh, Futurama, I saw for lots of episodes. 
they become very repetitive yeah formula it was the same formula and and what i'm trying to what i'm trying to tell you over here is yeah. is they're writing comedy first right. so what they're trying to write isn't a long living you know fantastic story that you'll remember right which is what movies are trying to achieve right what they're trying to write is hey i want to give you a laugh this week so that you show up next week to watch and get a laugh right right which is a very different type of writing the objective is different the meaningfulness of a story is very different um it's it's a it's it's a different art form i i it's, sure. it's it, but 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 i also bring this up because you know like i i, I do songwriting i know about screenwriting because sure. as a songwriter i i imagine that you know i have this jobs to actually write screenwrite and right. then i try doing it and i realize like it's one thing imagining it in your head it's another thing executing it well so you know when you yeah. step from one type of doing something to another yeah i'm sure those those rick and morty screenwriters are great and they might might have a misfire and fire right right the next sure, time around sure. you know what i mean yeah it doesn't always translate when you try to do something new you know since we're since we're talking about songwriting i wonder if i can segue this conversation just a little bit yeah still want to stay in pop culture but uh i do want to talk or ask you about uh gordon lightfoot yeah yeah so gordon lightfoot legendary canadian uh singer songwriter uh passed away recently yes. he was um i believe 84 something like that and you know he was obviously a canadian treasure and uh you know a legend and uh known throughout the country and throughout the world as well um and he was known to be kind of like an extraordinary songwriter right yes uh have you kind of like listened to some of his music i have uh yeah. and oddly enough i have not listened to his music through him uh-huh um uh, i i i i grew up uh, more on eastern music than on western music so right. there's a lot of folk musicians that i'm not familiar with right but um i open mic and you know when when you yeah. open mic there's a few names that pop up often right. quite often in terms of people doing covers oh, yeah. Yeah. covers sure. um uh prine is one person who pops up quite often uh, uh-huh. and gordon lightfoot would pop up quite often as well so uh-huh. there's there's some popular songs of his that that i've heard through other people performing those at those at the open mics yeah um yeah. and particularly since his, since he passed away it has been just fantastic to hear all the songs that people are doing as tributes mm. it's he's got some some great songs in there a great collection of songs yeah. and and you know I yeah might... i've been listening to a couple of songs and a couple of them stood out to me you know yeah obviously one of the most famous ones is the song about uh the ship that you yeah. yeah. the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald yeah yeah and yeah like it, that song you know like you were saying earlier about breaking the rules like i thought that that broke all the rules you know yeah. it's like six something six something minutes long Yeah. And it's talking about factual events that are verified yeah. historical events and uh it's talking about a topic which normally songs don't talk about this kind of thing right and uh 
about uh, a ship that unfortunately gets caught in a storm and and uh, loses um, you know all the crew members were lost at sea not sea rather uh, on the on the lake and it's interesting so segueing back this to to to, to movies uh-huh. Uh, first of all, very sad loss that we yeah. had. Uh, so, so to, you know, um, just want to put in in that. And good that you brought that on. He was because, a legend. Yeah, yeah, he was a legend. So, thank you for for bringing that up. Yeah. Um, so, going back into movies, that's that's one of the things that I'm hoping to see out of the new um, new uh, arc that we are getting out of the MCU. Mm. Um, some of the movies, so we talked about Ant and the Wasp and Quantum Mania. You can see the the relationships that they were building within the multiverse and in the different movies like Spider Verse and this one approaching it. You can also see what they did with the with the Guardians of the Galaxy. By the way, what did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy? Ah, uh, yes, of course, we should talk about that. So we watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, a few of us together, and. Um, Obviously, it was, you know, uh, overall a great movie, a fitting end to the trilogy with James Gunn as the director, with that current team. Um, it really uh, took the characterization to the next level. Uh, it was a you know, story about surviving uh, abuse, um, growing and uh, finding a new family, uh, and just shed and showed all of these characters in a new light uh made them all realize things about each other which they'd never realized before made them all grow as a family i I thought it was a pretty cool movie pretty incredible movie the the handling of the movie is a more mature handling Mm. and gordon lightfoot was such a great songwriter he was a master at his of his work he could do that with that story, bring a story mm. like that into his songwriting. Yeah. And and that's the kind of maturity that you're talking about with mm. Galaxy yeah, 3. True, true. Typically, the third in a in a franchise is often a horrible movie. Yeah. yeah. Godfather 3, who wants to watch that? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3, who wants to watch that? Right. So so typically. I thought that that's one of the things that they pulled off really well. Mm. That I would say out of the three Guardian movies, it's the second one which is. Second one was the weakest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this was. True. They, they, they handled a more mature topic around abuse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They handled it across multiple characters. Yeah. They handled it across. Uh, 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 they were able to pass the flag on. Yes. You know, yes. Um, the, so, so it was, I think, really well, well handled, really well made. It was the first movie, uh, the first MCU movie that I remember being told in the form of that many flashbacks. Do you remember anything like that before? I can't think of it. Nothing comes to mind, right? No, nothing, nothing obvious. Comes, yeah. Nothing obvious comes to mind. But keep in mind, there's so many, so many. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, there there was a judicious use of flashbacks in other movies. Obviously, of course. Yeah. For example, uh, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. A flashback showed the Winter Soldier killing 
you know, uh, Tony Stark's parents and getting the super soldier serum. Um, but those were very short, mm. like just to give you some, a little bit of context, nothing that advanced the story so much like this. It was felt like it was organically woven into the story. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought this, the flashbacks and it really worked well in terms of almost all the characters got developed. Yeah. Well, I, I do think that I would have liked to Adam Warlock was was yeah. shown a, a little like a, like somebody who's not really that smart. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he could have been given a little more respect. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was basically uh treated as a bit of a bit of a side character or a yeah. very undeveloped character perhaps. Yeah. But, he did have his redemption arc at the end of the yeah yeah he still followed the hero's journey yeah, yeah. In some way that's true he definitely he was on a hero's journey right so um, in a in a in a way i guess you know well that's the thing right you can't give equal space to everybody yeah. but they did give enough space to to almost all the characters to right you know give the enough backstory enough enough development right um I did think that there were some things here and there which were like slightly cheesy. Yeah. But you know, no movie is perfect. Sure. So I give them dues on that. That you know, sure, you guys, if if a if a scene is not to my liking, so what? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the movie offers a lot, and uh, nothing is going to be hundred percent perfect. So I would say that it's it still rates very highly. I would say it's an eight out of ten. I, I would say the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm curious, like, what's the next one that's coming up? When should we be looking to to book our tickets? You mean MCU? Mm -hmm. I know the Flash is coming out from, from yeah, the DC from side. DC, yeah, obviously that's a must-watch for me personally. But uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about that later as well. But yeah, MCU. Um, honestly, the next one that I remember seeing ads for is the marvels in yeah. november yeah yeah miss the the, the the marvels yeah that's 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 the next one that's that's yeah. coming up i think no wait sorry if we are not talking about just the mcu if we're talking about marvel as a whole then there is spider-man across the spider-verse that's coming out soon yeah uh okay so so yeah. there's a couple of movies coming out uh yeah. I'm actually curious as to as to the timeline that they have uh, for for the and maybe what we should do is we'll we'll put that timeline we'll find it and put it in the show notes. Sure. So do check out our show notes if you want to see 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 what what's coming up next. Absolutely. And I think that that's a good closer for for the show as well. So, so that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll uh, connect uh, two weeks from from this episode to talk about another new interesting topic for you guys. Thanks for listening. Take and, care. And uh, take care. Bye-bye.